Hello, my name's Luke Halliday, and I have got a lot to say. Yes, welcome, welcome, welcome to the first episode of Halliday's Say, a 30-minute podcast where a guy named Halliday says things about the things he likes to say, things about... I guess that's the best way I can sum up and sell this podcast to you. Uh, if you're listening, thank you. Um, if you know me, you don't know me already. Um, I'm a former pop culture journalist, if that's what um, people would like to say. I like to say I'm just a guy who enjoyed writing and talking about pop culture and everything that that term encompasses, whether it was anime, uh, Japanese pop culture in general. Uh, Western pop culture, comic books, uh, film, TV, music, wrestling, all that sort of stuff. Uh, that's what I'm about. That's what I live for. I, I love all that sort of shit. Um, and this is going to be my platform to continue talking about that uh, in half an hour bursts once a week. Now, other than this podcast, I'm also going to be opening a YouTube channel of the same name. I'm currently not sure if it's just going to be... Um, clips from the podcast into video format, or if it's going to be completely original content. Maybe a bit of both. Time will tell. Um, This episode, I think, um, would be a good starting point, um, considering we're a week out from a film I'm very excited for. Um, I don't know if you guys heard of it. You might have. It's called Infinity War, The Avengers Coming Down to Battle. This um, guy, Purple Man, um, have you heard of it? Um, yeah, so Avengers Infinity War. Uh, it's something I've been quite excited for. You guys know, if you guys know me, I love Marvel. Uh, the Marvel Cinematic Universe, I think, is the greatest film franchise probably of all time. It's really um, hard to compare to any other franchise in film. It just hits the mark every damn time, except for The Dark World, let's never mention it again. <laughs> Even then, that was still better than most of DC's films. Anyways, um, I think, considering we're a week out from the um, premiere of Avengers Infinity War, at least in Australia, I'm not sure about the rest of the world, um, I figured I'd give some of my um, predictions for the film, some uh, opinions on the trailer, and... If we've got time, we'll talk about some other stuff, but I just want to jump into uh, Infinity War. Now, one of the biggest topics everybody keeps discussing about this film is uh, who's going to live and who's going <laughs> to die? Who's going to kick the bucket? Um, I don't know. There's a lot of potential here like for really good storytelling to be done and uh, really satisfying character deaths. Something that a lot of people criticize the Marvel Cinematic Universe for is not often... Um, pulling the trigger when it probably should. A lot of people still think Hawkeye should have kicked the bucket in uh, Age of Ultron rather than uh, Pietro, or whatever you want to call him, Quicksilver. But I feel like um, they've saved the best for last. I think we're going to be seeing a lot of characters um, oft in this film. But probably my um, biggest prediction for who's going to be killed off in this film. Um, it seems a pretty obvious one, but 
I think that Loki will be the first major character to die. I think that in the opening um, 10 minutes of the film, I think we'll actually see Loki um, cark it. So, if you guys saw Thor Ragnarok, we ended in a pretty interesting place where in the post credit scene, we saw Thanos' ship, uh, or what we believe to be Thanos' ship, rock up, and pretty much Thor and Loki are kind of like, ah, fuck, what's going on here? And it looks like, uh, judging by the trailers that we've seen so far, Thanos and his Black Order are going to, you know, jump aboard and kind of fuck shit up a bit for Thor and the Asgardians. Um, the trailer seems to indicate that majority of the Asgardians uh, pretty much dead as fuck. Um, then you've got Loki. You can't see him giving the um, Tesseract or the Space Stone to Thanos. I, I've seen a lot of people online saying, oh, here goes Loki again, betraying betraying his bro, betraying the um, brother. I don't think so. What, I, what I'm hypothesizing, and we'll find out if it's true once the movie comes out next week, what I'm thinking is that what we're going to see is Loki finally be redeemed as a character. Um, so in Aven- Avengers 1, we saw Loki um, operating on behalf of Thanos. So he was essentially a minion of Thanos. Opened that big portal in the sky and through came all the Chitari alien dudes. And... Um, it looks like this time around, I think Loki is pretty much got he's he's got some explaining to do to Thanos. So as as we know, Thanos sent him um, to invade Earth and whatnot, get the Space Stone, all that sort of shit. I reckon Thanos ain't gonna be too happy about all the times that the Avengers kind of fucked Loki up. Um, so one thing I think is gonna happen is Thanos is pretty much going to um, give Loki a bit of an ultimatum. Uh, I'll kill your brother and you can live, or whatever. And I reckon it's going to be... Because what we see in the trailer, Thanos is basically... He's got his big, meaty, purple paw grappling onto Thor's head. So I reckon that Loki is going to say something like, you know what, take me instead. Let me die. Let me be the hero one... One last time. Or something to that effect. Now, you know you know what I really would like? Like, so in Thor Ragnarok, there's a pretty memorable bit where um, we see that Thor and Loki had a, like, game they used to play called Get Help. I would love it if um, Loki, before dying, says to Thor, Get Help. And then Thor is kind of blasted off into space and whatnot. And he's, uh, after witnessing Loki killed by Thanos, of course... And uh, we see Thor is now going to get help from the Guardians of the Galaxy and presumably the rest of the Avengers. Um, so yeah, I think Loki will be the first one to die in the film. Um, it'll probably be a good way for him to go out. Like, his whole character is, you know, he's been known to consistently betray um, Thor and the rest of the Asgardians. And we've seen this guy go from, you know, this kind of sad frost giant adopted by Odin, you know, the god of mischief and all that sort of jazz. And we've seen over time his character develop. And 
I know a lot of people think he goes kind of back and forth as a character, and he does. To be fair, he does. Even in For Ragnarok, we saw him, you know, potentially betraying again, which was, you know, there was a great moment in the way for is like, you know, um, you'll always be the god of mischief, but you could be so much more. And I think that that moment did speak to Thor, uh, speak to Loki, sorry, because we see at the end of the um, film, he does come and help um, in that final battle um, against Hela. So yeah, I think that Loki is definitely um, one that would have a very emotional and shocking um, death scene in this film if they handle it that way. I would just love to see him say, for get help, and then for knows what that means, you know, Tim. That's a very personal uh, comment that they know from when they were little alien Asgardian boys just frolicking around in the gold gardens and whatever the fuck is in Asgard. Um, but yeah, so that's one of my picks. Another one I think is going to be a big character to die. And I think this will be the big shocking death scene. Spider-Man. Now, I know a lot of people think, what the fuck, Spider-Man? How is he? We know he's getting another movie. Okay, okay, fair enough. We know Spider-Man is getting a sequel to his movie Spider-Man Homecoming. Um, and I think that what we're going to see is Spider-Man is going to die but will be revived, or it'll be undone in Spider-Man 4, uh, not Spider-Man 4, sorry, Avengers 4, which is still untitled. So I think that Spider-Man will die in this film, and it will see in the um, sequel, Avengers 4, um, you know, Iron Man's going to be racked with guilt. A lot of people think Iron Man's dying in this movie. I don't think he's dying yet. I don't think so. I reckon that's going to be his swan song in Avengers 4. I reckon what we'll see in this movie is Spider-Man um, going down, Iron Man racked with guilt in Avengers 4 will try to save him. And I think there'll be a moment where Iron Man realises he must die for Peter Parker to live. So I think that's what's going to happen. I reckon that'll be kind of a tragic um, death for Iron Man in the future, but I reckon Spider-Man will probably... Let's be real. How the fuck is Spider-Man going to live against Thanos? I just don't believe it. I can't see it happening. But I would love if there's that, you know, classic scene from the comics where Thanos snaps his fingers and half the heroes are dead. I think that it's like the Chekhov's gun. You see in the trailer, Gamora is like, oh, you just got to snap his fingers and half the world, half the universe is gone. Um, if that doesn't happen, what's the point of even mentioning that ability? Um, so I, I think that's, destined to happen, which means majority of Avengers rest in peace, but I do think the two big ones to go is going to be Loki and Spider-Man. I reckon seeing Peter Parker like, kick the bucket, that's going to be uh, truly shocking, because I don't think anybody thinks he's dying. I I don't think that, I don't think there's anybody out there going right now, you know what, Spider-Man, your time's up, buddy. I don't think anybody is thinking that right now. Um, he's got a lot going for him. He's only just been introduced. Um, he's relatively young character compared to the others. Um, and I know a lot of people are thinking, well, Captain America, Chris Evans contracts coming up soon, which is true. And you, you know, you got a lot of other ones like Tony Stark, Iron Man, uh, Robert Downey Jr. Um, not long left for him on his contract either. So it'll be interesting what happens. 
Um, I personally cannot wait to see this film. Um, the trailer's got me hyped. Um, and I'm not sure how much spoilers we've seen in the trailers, but I really am excited to see what they do with this. This could be potentially the biggest, um, ho- like highest grossing film of all time. I think it has the potential. I have seen like some um, analysts are saying that um, it's going to be up there and like box office is going to be blowing away all expectations. It's coming out in school holidays in Australia, so um, we're probably going to do a pretty decent box office pull here. Uh, as for like the two biggest markets in the world, America and obviously China, I reckon it's going to do well. I, I, I can't imagine this film, like the film has like the, the trailer was like the most watched trailer of all time in 24 hour period on YouTube. I think, um, the hype for this is so crazy. Like, you know, I, I, I speak to people at work, like you wouldn't even think would be into Marvel or Avengers and they fucking love it. You speak to an old man walking down the street. He's wearing his fucking Marvel wristwatch. He's fucking t-shirt is Avengers. You know, it's just crazy. The, level of popularity, like, go back, go back 10 years, 10 years ago, comic books and superhero characters were considered a really geeky and niche thing, people loved the movies, like Spider-Man, Sam Raimi films, or Batman movies and shit like that, but it wasn't so widely loved by all, like, if I went back 10 years ago and was trying to have a conversation with an old man on the street about the latest superhero movie, I'd look like, oh, what a fucking nerd. But, I don't know, everyone's kind of a nerd now, if you want to say that. The things that were geeky in the past are kind of cool now. The shit that we've been into for so long, people that wouldn't in the past be into are into it. And I think the Marvel Cinematic Universe is big thanks, has a big, um, should be thanked, I guess I should say for that, um, and some people don't like it to go on mainstream, fuck you, <laughs> like, that's all I can say, fuck you, you, if you love something, you want it to be successful, that's my opinion, whether being mainstream is like a negative thing to the series, I don't think so, I think it's, um, ever since the Disney buyout's only gotten better, and I think mainstream success is just, um, a good thing, like, I know a lot of people out there, this is something very common with, like, you know, comic book fans, and, uh, geeks of all kind, when something gets popular, they start to hate it, and I think that's the most ridiculous, stupid kind of thought process you can have, I don't, I don't understand that kind of, uh, thought process, it just doesn't make sense to me, anyways, Let's have, we'll, um, look back in on Avengers next week after I've seen it, and I'll give my, um, review on that. We're at the halfway point of the podcast now, um, so I'm going to shift gears a little bit, and, um, I want to talk a little bit about professional wrestling. So, this past week has been the superstar shake-up in WWE, and we've seen a couple, uh, interesting, um, roster roster changes for the, um, two brands, um, Raw has gotten, um, quite a few interesting players, 
I'm just going to bring up the full list now so we can have a quick look and run through them. Um, a lot of NXT call-ups as well, which um, is surprising. I think in, like, last year, 2017, um, Raw really got top-loaded hard. They got so many good stars, but I feel like overall they didn't use them well. Um, SmackDown, on the other hand, they made a star out of a guy like Jinder Mahal. Um, Rusev went from nothing to being one of the most over people in the company. So I feel like uh, even though it looked like SmackDown had the shit end of the stick, they did pretty well overall. Um, So looking at it now, we've got Jinder Mahal went to Raw, immediately lost the belt to Jeff Hardy. I can't understand that decision. And then obviously we saw on SmackDown um, today, well, as time of recording um, today, Jeff Hardy has been traded to SmackDown. Now, before I go on with the rest of the people that got traded, I just want to talk about the logic of that. Kayfabe, let's let's talk kayfabe for a sec. Where is the sense of Jeff Hardy? So, okay, why did Paige trade Jinder? She what it what was that trade for? So, if you look at it in kayfabe terms. Paige just decided to trade a champion from her brand. And we all know that Seth Rollins did not get traded to SmackDown with his Intercontinental title. So you got to wonder, what was Paige thinking, kayfabe-wise, to trade a champion off her show? Now, unless she's, you know, reading Meltzer's reports or, you know, whatever, she somehow read the dirt sheets... How the fuck does she know that Jeff Hardy was going to win the belt to get him traded back to SmackDown? Now, it's just a bit of lapse in logic. Happens far too often in wrestling, but um, I don't like that sort of shit. It's just, to me, it's stupid. It's just dumb. Anyways, we also saw the Riot Squad traded to Raw, and Sammy and Kevin Owens got traded. Under some kind of stipulation that Stephanie brought them there for some reason. I don't quite understand why Stephanie wanted them so badly. Other than she's a heel and they're also heels. Strange. Kurt traded Miz to SmackDown because apparently um, Daniel Bryan wants to get his hands on Miz. I kind of like that. I think that that's pretty good. And um, I know there's a couple other unimportant trades. Um, Baron, well, Baron Corbin went to Raw. Bobby Roode went to Raw. I don't know. Hopefully, they'll do something with them. One of the most interesting things that happened, though, was Ziggler got traded to Raw and um, has formed some kind of tag team with Drew McIntyre. Um, not sure what I think of that yet, but I've got to say that zigzag-claymore combination looked sick. It looked sick. Um... On the SmackDown side, I feel like SmackDown got a pretty good end of the bargain. So, Jeff Hardy obviously went, taking the US title back to SmackDown, which, again, let's not talk about. Um, Absolution got traded, so it looks like they'll be rejoining Paige. Um, Samoa Joe got traded. I reckon he's the biggest trader the whole lot. Um, Samoa Joe going to SmackDown is a really big grab, and I'm so excited to see matches like Samoa Joe versus AJ. Samoa Joe vs. Daniel Bryan. Like, there's so much potential matches to have there. Um, big Cass went, and he made a pretty big statement. Now, 
A lot of people looks like Big Cass gonna have a feud with Daniel Bryan. What I what I would like to happen is for Big Cass to be the diesel to Mrs. Shawn Michaels. I want Big Cass to align himself with the Miz, um, kind of like a bodyguard sort of way. Um, eventually, you can have them break up down the line. I want Miz and Daniel Bryan to have their feud. Big Cass as the muscle behind the Miz. I reckon it would work perfectly. I reckon it would be a great idea. Um, then you had uh, the club. Gallows and Anderson went to SmackDown. The bar went to SmackDown. Uh, Sanity is apparently coming to SmackDown, but it doesn't seem like Nikki Cross is. I don't know what's going on there. I'm not sure if she's injured. I can't remember. Um, Andrade Cian Almas is coming to SmackDown as well. And, of course, Asuka has pretty much confirmed she's going to SmackDown. So, I think, overall, my opinion of the shakeup, SmackDown easily got the better hand this year. Whether it'll be used as well as they have in previous years, I don't know. I felt the pre the last year, SmackDown did a really good job um, with long-form storytelling, but botched the ending on all of them. So... I think um, they did a really long-run storyline with the whole Kevin Owens, Sami Zayn thing. And throughout, it was pretty good. But I feel like after Hell in a Cell, they kind of lost track. Especially around the Survivor Series time. Survivor Series was the point where I feel like SmackDown threw away a lot of its long-term storytelling and just completely lost the plot in a really shitty way. Um, But I think there's a lot of potential here. Um... We got Daniel Bryan in the main event. It's great. Shinsuke Nakamura, AJ Styles, Raw. I'm a little concerned where they're going. I reckon Braun should have went to SmackDown. Should have been a lot more other trades. Seth Rollins to SmackDown, but they're staying. Um, one thing I got to say is I'm loving this heel Shinsuke Nakamura. It is genius. I love this character. No speak of the English is the funniest line from him. I I just find it hilarious. And his repeated over-the-top heel low blows on AJ, I just mark out every time I see it. I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. Anyways, moving on. We're wrapping up the um, podcast. We're in the last last 10 minutes now, last stretch. Um, I'm going to touch on some Japanese side of things. Um little bit of news was announced. Nisekoi is getting a live-action uh, film. I reckon that is a perfect fit. Nisekoi is a great series. I enjoyed it quite a lot. Um, and I think it fits perfect to be live-action, unlike a lot of other anime that don't fit to be transferred into the live-action realm. Um, such as we've got that One Piece um, television series coming out. I have no clue how that's going to be pulled off. It's going to have... Pretty high budget, we're hearing, but I don't know how there's that One Piece series going to be produced. One Piece is such a cartoonish series in a way, but it has a seriousness to it in the anime. I don't know how that can work in live action and still maintain its seriousness. So that will be interesting to see how it plays out, but Nisekoi definitely can work in a live action capacity. Other anime news. So, My Hero Academia. We've got a new game coming out for it. My Hero One's Justice. Looks like a lot of fun. And on top of that, there's a My Hero Academia uh, film that's going to be coming out soon. 
Uh, what do I think of the film? All Might with His Eyes Open. Now, that's... Um, yeah, that's the stuff of nightmares. I don't, I don't know why, but seeing All Might with His Eyes Open like that was just freaky. I don't know how else to put it. It just looked wrong. I uh, don't, don't know what to make of it. Other than that, um, I have not begun the new season yet. I heard that the first episode was a filler. Um, not sure why. I don't don't get it. Um, beginning a, a new season on a re- half episode recap and then half episode filler pool episode. School pool episode. I don't get it. Doesn't make sense to me. Um, but hopefully that will get the ball rolling there. Um, I'm looking into the new season. I haven't really begun anything yet. Um, in the weeks to come, I'll be talking a lot more about what I'm watching and um, where that's going. In terms of manga, I've been keeping up with Dr. Stone in um, Weekly Shonen Jump. I think it's one of the best manga going right now. If you're not reading Dr. Stone, you need to fix that immediately. Um, it's a brilliant mix of science with shonen, um, shonen tropes in a way that never seems to get boring. Um, each achievement and each accomplishment with this science kingdom, it, it just feels like an epic moment. And I really am curious where the plot's going to go. I feel like the stone world they've created has so much potential. And I really just want to keep reading. Um, another one, Promised Neverland. It is reaching a fever pitch right now in the manga. If you haven't started reading Promised Neverland, do yourself a favor. It's not too late. Jump on board. Um, that is one that is ready-made for an anime. I can't wait for that to get an anime adaptation. The series is fantastic. It's what I, the best way I could say it, it is Attack on Titan gone right. Um, Speaking of Attack on Titan, there's a little bit of an interesting um, tidbit of news that came out where uh, Hijime Isayama, the mangaka behind the series, um, he said that the third season of Attack on Titan is actually not going to follow the manga um, because, as many of you know, it's a very controversial turn the story takes at this point when um, the origin of the Titans is revealed. Now, Isayama has come out and said that he wishes he could have uh, done it differently. He wants to go back and redo it, and they're going to be doing that with the anime. It's going to be a completely different origin story for the Titans. Um, now, spoiler territory ahead for those who haven't read that part of the manga. Um, I'm just going to quickly talk about it for the next minute or so, so jump ahead if you don't want to listen to it. Otherwise, just listen. Uh, in the manga, it's revealed, spoiler, that the Titans were uh, originating from a deal made with the devil. Um, now, he could have gone two ways of it. He could have gone science fiction, or he could have gone fantasy. And uh, he made his bet on fantasy. So he went with a fantastical kind of way where uh, Ymir, the first Titan, she apparently made some kind of deal with the devil. Um, then he tied in this whole ridiculous, um, Auschwitz, um, yeah, I know it's just crazy. He does an Auschwitz tie-in kind of storyline or something that was, uh, and, uh, what's the word? It was basically kind of like an Auschwitz story was being told without actually saying it was Auschwitz. And 
it just seemed so out of place, random, and just completely off the wall for Attack on Titan, which is already a pretty off the wall series. But when you bring in something that's analogous to, there you go, that's the word, analogous, um, to Auschwitz, it just didn't seem to fit. So, yeah, um, he looks like he's going to be completely undoing that with the third season, which um, I look forward to kind of seeing what they pull out there because um, I'd like to see something different. I don't think that he did a good job revealing it in the anima- in the manga, sorry. I think the, what he did reveal was utterly terrible. I think it was a really bad direction for the story. And I hope that he can course correct now. Anyways, that's going to be it for the first episode of Halliday's Say. Um, I'm going to try and do these more often. I'm going to do a weekly kind of thing with these. Um, I reckon half an hour is a nice sweet spot uh, without getting too much gas bagging. Um, I might have guests on in the future. I don't know. Otherwise, it might just be me having my say. And if you guys are all right with listening to what i got to say, that's all the all the merrier, as they, as they say, or whatever they say. I don't know what they say. Point is, this was a podcast that I hope you enjoyed. I shall be back in a week's time. Um, you can check me out on Twitter at LA Halliday. Um, I'm going to try and be more active on that. And I'm going to use this as my platform to talk about the shit I like. And I hope you guys will listen. I hope you guys will enjoy what I've got to say. And, um, yeah. Thank you for listening. This has been Halliday's Say. That's been what I had to say about Avengers Infinity War, WWE's Superstar Shake-Up, Nisekoi Live Action, One Piece Live Action, and Attack on Titan. Goodbye, and hello.